All right. Good morning, men online. San Filippo. You guys ready for Ironman 2023? Yep, it's coming up. We just finished the card. We'll have them printed for the coffee next week. So make sure you're here because I'd love to give a bunch of them to each one of you guys so that you can go out and tell other guys about what we're doing next year. So this morning, we're going to actually kick it off. Um, we'll officially open up with prayer and so forth when the speaker comes up. But um, every year that we've been at Four Rivers, they donate this space to us. Ironman doesn't have to pay anything for us to be here and to benefit. And so one time, Chuck Yex, who's not here this morning, whoever knows Chuck, give him a big plug for me on this. But Chuck came up to the mic and said, you know what, let's raise some money for the staff of Four Rivers. And I said, that's a great idea. And so Chuck passed around, I don't remember what it was, a sock or I don't know. He's a creative type. So he took off a sock and said, pass this around. Let's fill it up with cash. But um, this morning, I thought it would be nice if we, as a community of men, surprised and delighted and blessed the staff at Four Rivers this morning by giving them a gift. I know last, last time that we did it, the staff came and they were just so uber thankful because they never expected something like that. So I sent out, Ryan sent out an email to all of the table captains, so hopefully you guys brought lots of cash this morning. If anybody puts cash in for at least 10 bucks, you get a free book this morning. Alright, alright, so 10 bucks, you get a free book. And so Dale and Kurt are going to kick this off for us. Uh, this is the book that we're using for next year. All of you guys will need to get it ultimately anyways. They cost around $10, so here's a nice way of giving that $10 to Four Rivers to the staff back there. And towards the end, I'm going to go back and ask the staff to come out and the manager in particular, and then we'll pray over the staff this morning, which again, I think sends a nice message about this community to the staff of Four Rivers. So I'm going to pass this over to Kurt. Morning, guys. Just just uh, a for instance, to, to spin off what he's saying, last week we had a, a table leaders meeting after our after our Ironman, and we are here. Guys on the Thank you, guys online. Last week we had a, a, a further meeting after after eight o'clock. After everybody left, we have a table leaders meeting, and I just want to tell you the staff is back there working every day, getting ready for the for the day, and we never notice it. I mean, we you, sometimes if you're sitting over here, you'll see somebody back there, and they're but they're just church mice back there. And after eight o'clock, it's like the the alarm bell went off, and th these people went to work. So we are they they're very very respectful of us here in our hour. And it is free for, you know, what, what David said. At 8 o'clock, boy, they come out of the starting gates and go to work. And this place is busy and loud like any workplace. But they are very respectful for our for, of our time and, and our mission here. So uh, we do have the pot up here. Um, there is a card going around uh, as it comes around to you. You know, scribble your, your name on there. And we'll include that. And we'll hit you again at the end. Will you all join me in a quick prayer? Father, thank you so, so much for all we have. God, I pray for those who are struggling this time of year. This is a very difficult time. People are, are struggling every day with family issues and work issues. Father, a very good friend of mine was laid off last night. And, you know, now as we go into this Christmas season, you know, he'll be fine because he believes in you and he follows you and, and he knows that you'll take care of him. But Father, every day there's people who don't know you. There's people who are struggling every day. Let these people, I just pray, Father, that these people seek you for guidance and comfort. And as we go into this season, let us remember how blessed we are. And today, let's pass that around to the employees of Fort Rivers. Thank you, Father. And in your name we say... Awesome. 
So that's uh, that's going around. Dave uh, Greenfield, if you could come on up, and he's going to introduce this morning's teaching fellow and uh, open us up in prayer. Let me open up in a special prayer for Scott Michael. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come together again this day. And as this is the last Ironman of the year, or Ironman Connect, rather, of the year, we just praise you for all the sharpening this year. And we trust there will be more sharpening today. And we also we want to praise you for the work that you're doing in and through Scott Michael, today's teacher. God, please fill him to overflowing with your Holy Spirit. Embolden him with your message. And also for us, the listeners, soften our hearts. May we be receptive to that word. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So today I have the privilege of introducing today's teacher, Scott Michael, a man I'm proud to call my friend. Scott is a follower of Christ. He loves Jesus, he walks the walk, and he talks the talk. He's also a family man, married with seven kids. He's a proud father of seven kids. The family attends Mosaic Church, where he is right now in training to be an elder. He and his wife, Val, they lead a missional community for single parents. Uh, on the business side, he is a CPA by trade, and he also is a member of the Rotary Club and a board member of the Central Florida YMCA. Now, at the Ironman here, uh, I know him as my partner in crime. He serves as the co-captain for our the other guy's table. But bottom line, I'm a better man knowing Scott Michael, and we will all be better off listening to what message God has given him to deliver to us today. So with that, I give you Scott Michael. Thank you, Dave. Well, good morning. It's always, you know, it's a very humbling space to be in, in this space with this thing in my hand. Uh, and I'm, I'm always reminded that the preacher and, and, and the little church setting and the guy had had a pretty tough night the night before, Saturday night. Guy had been out pretty strong, but he wanted to get to church. And so he gets to church and he's sitting in the pew. And you know how it comes, sometimes you have a tough Saturday night. It's kind of tough to stay awake. And this fella had been drinking pretty good. And he, he's kind of dozing off. Well, the preacher gets a rolling and he's up there. And he's like, some of you people are living like you want to go to hell. And uh and, and he really gets running. He's like, in fact, if you want to go to hell, stand up. Well, it was loud enough to, to spark this guy awake. And he all he hears is stand up. So the guy stands up. And he's looking around. And he says, preacher, I don't know what we're voting for, but it looks like you and me are the only ones for it. So I'm always reminded of that when I come up here and uh, not be yelling, stand up. But I will tell you, you know, the beauty of the Christian life is that we get to, um, to live out a reality. A reality that is different than what the world experiences, right? How many of you are real familiar with the difference between facts and truth? Oh, we should probably start with the Bible verse. One second. Bible verse time. John 15, 5. Our, our topic this month, I just found out. No, our, our topic this month is, is living a mission life, right? Is that what we're doing? Mission-oriented life. Thank you, David. Just want to make sure I had the right wording. I had a concept pretty good. But John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, how many of you are used to 
being pretty effective at what you do. <laughs> any, any effective people at what you do? We're in a room full of people that are pretty effective at what we do. And in that space, the enemy can kind of start worming his way in. We know based on Romans and Paul said that, that the enemy wormed his way into the law, which was given by God. So if he can worm his way into the law, we know he can worm his way into pretty much anything. And he can definitely worm his way into our sense of efficacy, right? What we can do. And so, as we live a mission, what is it again, mission? Mission-oriented life, thank you. M-O-L, got it, mission-oriented life. As we live our mission-oriented life, last week we got to hear about the pebbles and the ripples, right? Well, today I'm here to share about the current, all right? Because we got to keep it all water-based, I guess. But the current, man, the life that we get to live when we abide in Jesus, man, that is the river. And Jesus is there. And man, how many of you, have you ever experienced a season of your life where you were working on the shore? Has ever, anybody ever been on the shore? And maybe not abiding in Christ. I'm just up here because I got a mission to accomplish. I got something to do. Well, Jesus tells us apart from him, we can do nothing. So if we're not in that river, man, I'm just telling you right now, get in the river. Now, hopefully your experience, if you're not in the river, if you're not flowing, one other quick story reminded of this is um, someone was out west and he, he was a little concerned about the bears. And so he read, a, uh, he was talking to a local and he said, man, what happens if I run into a bear? He said, well, it's very simple. You, all you do is you, you take a hand full of feces, rub it in its eyes. When it's trying to get that out, you stab them with your knife. And the guy asked the question, well, where do you get the feces? He's like, don't worry, you're that close to a bear. You're going to have plenty of feces. So... <laughs> Why do I say that? We're living a mission-oriented life, right? Three words. Thank you, Captain. Mission-oriented life. If you abide in Christ, you will bear much fruit. If you're worried about what am I going to do, don't worry. There's plenty to do. You get in the water. Now, I'm going to share with you because if any of you have ever seen me talk here before, I usually cry. Now, I think I've healed up enough. I'm probably not going to cry today, but I'm going to share a story because what I know of men is that men, I, I was taught this by my dad for a lot of years, men tend to live in a quiet desperation. And that's tough, you know? We come out here, we're tough. I, I talked to a guy on Saturday night. He just lost his dad, went up to Wisconsin. He sees the beauty and the Green Bay Packers won a game they weren't supposed to, so he's pretty sure his his father's in heaven and so that's all good. So, But, you know, he's sitting there talking all... You know, bravado. He he shared at his dad's uh, funeral, and um, and I was like, man, those must be some tough emotions, brother. It was like that. It went from Mr. Bravado to being like, yeah, I, I cannot fathom. He's like, I'm not. This guy runs all of the south east all the way up east for Eddie V's. Like, this guy is a big boy performer. And he's like, I could not believe the emotions. He's like, for two weeks, it was like depression. He's like, I couldn't. And, and so you go from a guy who's just talking this and down. So, men, the beautiful thing about Iron Man is we get to be here. We get to be in our cone of silence and, and, and we get to talk as far as, what are you feeling? So I say all of that to say this. I, I grew up in a, a Christian family. I was very blessed from the, from the get-go. I grew up in a, a fundamental, independent, Bible-believing background. Baptist church. Now, if you've never been to one of those, it's pretty easy theology. You look around, these are the people you're going to see in heaven, all right? And everybody else pretty much not got it all straight, okay? So that's what I grew up in. And so I went through life, and I knew principles, and I knew rules. And it was funny, when I was growing up, we'd be learning about the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and I'd look around, and be like, are they talking about us? I mean, literally, that was my very innocent view of us. Like, I think they, they're talking about us. I'm not sure. Well, 
I grew up, I married a beautiful gal, uh, had awesome kids, career was great, went through some tough times. I was in I was in David Hill's line of work for about two years, starved to death, man. I, I'm like, I got to get out of there. I'm competing against Division One athletes for who's the coolest guy to have your money with. I'm like, I got to get out of here. I found C, being a CPA was much, <laughs> much better competition. I smile and like people. That pretty much differentiates me from every CPA. So we're now good. So I got... I got over into that space, and then Orlando Business Journal recognized me at their CFO of the Year awards. I'm like, this is good. Life's good. I have a beautiful wife, beautiful kids, love Jesus. Everything's good. Gentlemen, I was living life on mission. I love Jesus, but I got to tell you, I was doing a lot of it in the flesh. And the difference between doing work in the spirit and doing work in the flesh is whether you're in the water, in the current, or you're up on the shores. Folks, there's a lot of people who do not love Jesus who accomplish a lot in this world. Amen? I don't know what you think about Jeff Bezos. I don't really care. All I know is I love that that man gets me out of a lot of binds. I can forget something until the last minute and that junk's throwing up in my doorstep at 11 o'clock. I'm like, thank you, Lord, for Jeff Bezos. That guy created something that's pretty amazing. I don't know whether he's in the current or on the shore. I don't know. I know I get my stuff and I really appreciate that, right? What I'm telling you guys is you can live it. And I lived it. I was on the shore and I, and I love Jesus, but I was doing a lot of work in the flesh. And when you wake up one day and you're, man, I, I think of you as I was preparing for this, Chief Hodgson, I was thinking of you so much because when you would get up here and talk and you would share about your story and how God shook you, it was always, you, you talked about having gone through a divorce, like, and I know how hard going through a divorce is, and yet relative to losing your son, just from my perspective watching you share it, it was, divorce was like a speed bump and then death was uh, like this tragedy, right? And I'm sitting there thinking, holy smokes, going through a divorce for me, I, shoot, Mike is not here today, but Mike is, sits at our table. And I wanted, one of the things I wanted to share was that Mike and I were married, not to each other. <laughs> so he's not here to hear that. But anyways, <laughs> I guess you should probably say that we were both married. But, but man, brother, I went through a season where I lost my wife. And, um, and in that moment, I'm sitting there thinking, the woman who I love, I was married, I was raised to be a, a father and a husband. The woman that I love is saying, hey, I'm peace out. And I'm thinking my sons who love this woman more than anybody else are watching her say, I'm out of here, this guy's not good enough. And the sense of inadequacy that that brought about and just thinking like, Am, have I lost my influence with my boys? I Man, I love them. And I will tell you this. In the old days, this would have taken five minutes to get through that crying part. I'll tell you this, though. God used that as a catalyst to shake my cage like none other. I went, I called over to the church at the time I was going to Northland. I called them. They said, hey, no worries. This is in September. No worries. We've got uh, marriage 911, and that's in February. <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm glad that's not how all the 911s work, you know? I was like, but at the time, I'm on the sure, I'm used to doing everything in the flesh. So I'm thinking, great, I can pull this off. Six months, I can keep this thing together. Brother, three weeks later, I'm like, all right, that's a big enough church. There's got to be some other option. I call over there and they have a minister on duty. And so I went, I met Ken. Ken is the exact opposite of who I am in every way, politically, socioeconomically, everything else. And my prayer was this. I grew up in this in Sunday school. I know a lot of the Sunday school answers. I'm like, please God, you know, like if you're sick, you're feeling not good and you go to the doctor and they're like, oh, we ran all the tests and they came back negative. You're okay. You're like, no, I'm not okay. Right. You want some positive tests so that you can get a prognosis and go forward. I walk through that door. I see Ken. He said, you are a mess. I'm like, praise God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, here's the thing. Living the mission-oriented life, my entire life up until that time, I had driven like this. And I love Jesus. I was driving for Jesus. 
<laughs> Anybody know the difference between driving for Jesus and driving with Jesus? Big difference, man. Jump in the water. It's a lot better. But I'm sitting there and I'm like this. And for four years, every week, I would go out and meet with him and literally felt like I was getting hit by a, a spiritual two by four. He would just pound me and pound me. And I'd be like, just tell me what to do. Just tell me what to do. Just tell me what to do. For four years until one day it was like, that's it? Guys, the scariest verse in the Bible is in Matthew 7. You know, in that day, people come to me and they'll say, Master, Master, we did this, we did that, we did this. And he'll say, depart from me, I never knew you. Scariest verse in the Bible as far as I'm concerned. Now, do the will of my Father. When he says, do the will of my Father, I will tell you this. You read the Sermon on the Mount and you start with the Beatitudes. It is 1,000% about surrender. Blessed are you when you're at the end of your rope, with less of you, there's more of God and his rule. Blessed are you when you've lost that which you feel is most dear to you. Only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. Blessed are you when you're content with just who you are. No more, no less. These are the people that inherit everything. Proud owners of everything. Blessed are you when you've worked up a good appetite for God. He's food and drink and the best meal you'll ever eat. <laughs> I mean, you keep going. It just goes. Blessed are you when you get your mind and heart put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. Guys, you want to live a mission-oriented life. It's a pretty straightforward deal. It is get those palms up, get them open, jump in the water, abide in Christ, and then let God communicate. I mean, that gives us the Holy Spirit. I mean, I spent so many years of my life quenching the Holy Spirit. We were just joking this morning about speaking in tongues and interpreting. Guys, I don't know if we in, if we cultivate those gifts like we should, folks. There, are, There is a, a prayer language, everything else. That Holy Spirit in my life, I lost my wife. And I tell everybody, that was the worst. I mean, for three months, anybody who's gone through a divorce, you know, you feel like it is like, I can compartmentalize pretty good. I can suppress with the best of them. I'd be doing everything I love to do and I would have a pain in my soul that was just not going away for months. And yet, when you get into this space where the Holy Spirit just blows up inside of you, I tell people, I never had a lonely night ever because the person of the Holy Spirit just exploded. And I pray for that for every one of you guys, that you get to experience not only living life in the current, experiencing all the things that God will bring you into. How many of you have ever experienced a season where you did for Jesus as opposed to doing with Jesus, right? And you do to get to Jesus. Oh, those are bad bad head spaces. How many of you figure out, there's a bunch of old guys in here, right? We're all got some gray hair. That six inches between those ears can get some stuff flipped upside down, brother. And let me just tell you, I just enjoy, I, I rejoice to be with you as my brothers. I rejoice in the time that we get to continue to grow together. David, thank you. You are literally, I, I just, every Friday, if we don't get together afterwards, it just I miss that big time. And so thank you for being who you are. My table, the other guys, you know, we're called the other guys because you're, some of you guys are first responders and then the military guys. And then the, uh, then we got the entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs back there. By the way, I'm really good at being a CPA for any entrepreneurs. Uh, and, uh, but, but we got all those and then we're just the other guys. So, uh, any rate, love you guys. And thank you so much for this opportunity to share. Thank you, David. Awesome. Appreciate you, Scott. That was awesome. I love your energy. I love your heart. I love the, the scriptures that were just flowing from you this morning. We're going to spend uh, the rest of the morning at our tables. I sent out the three questions last night. Table captains, I'm going to hand the floor over to you guys.